Welcome to WFUV's What's What. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topics in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And it includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Megan Oftermat. And I'm Taylor Massetta. Here's What's What in the Big Apple. Tent City is popping up on Randall's Island. Asylum seekers can call these tents home for up to four days. The tents come with laundry services, phones, showers, and a cafeteria with free meals a day. There's also a rec room with couches, TVs, and Xboxes for migrants to relax in. The tents were originally set up on Orchard Beach in the Bronx, but had to be moved because of flooding. The move cost the city upwards of $600,000. Nearly 18,000 migrants have arrived in New York City since the spring. Someone's gotten their hands on a piece of technological history. An unopened, factory-sealed iPhone from 2007 just sold for nearly $40,000 at an auction. The starting bid was just $2,500, but last-minute bids caused the price to skyrocket. It's the first-ever model of the iPhone, and it's never been activated. It doesn't even have an app store on it. The Empire State Building will glow purple tonight in honor of Glad Spirit Day tomorrow. GLAAD is a media organization that pushes back against defamatory coverage of LGBTQ people. Spirit Day is hosted by GLAAD and is an opportunity to celebrate LGBTQ people and raise awareness about the obstacles they face today. This year alone, more than 250 anti-LGBTQ laws have been introduced in the United States, including book bans, barring children from sports, and bathroom restrictions. You can show your support on Spirit Day tomorrow by taking the GLAAD pledge to protect LGBTQ youth at glad.org slash spiritday. Melissa Etheridge has made her way to Off-Broadway with her autobiographical show, My Window. Etheridge is no stranger to the stage. The Grammy Award-winning pop rock singer, songwriter, and guitarist has been performing her songs since 1985. Taking her talents off-Broadway is a dream come true for Etheridge, since Broadway musicals influenced her own artistic journey. Broadway has always held a, a very special place in my heart, and that's it's one of the things I talk about. I, I just take a moment to say, you know, of all musical influences, Broadway was a big part of it. Musicals were, and that sort of creating through music and staging. The show is running through October 29th at New World Stages in Manhattan. Well, it's official. The New York Yankees are on their way to the American League Championship Series after beating the Guardians last night. WFUV's Maddie Bamante is here with us with more. It was a big night for the New York Yankees, who won their game against the Cleveland Guardians 5-1, securing their spot in the ALCS to face off against one of their biggest American League rivals, the Houston Astros. After taunts from the Guardians players, the Yankees proved to be superior, and Glaber Torres of the Yankees even gave one Guardians player, Josh Naylor, a taste of his own medicine by taunting him with the same baby-rocking motion he made a game prior. The Yanks will play on the road in Houston at 7.37 p.m. So, Maddie, it's a crisp fall day, and that has me thinking about winter sports. What games can we look forward to the rest of this week? All three tri-state hockey teams return to the ice on Thursday, with a huge battle between the New York Rangers and the Sharks, and the Islanders will square off against the New Jersey Devils. And in the NBA, the Brooklyn Nets will kick off their season at home tonight against the New Orleans Pelicans. With WFUV Sports, I'm Maddie Bavanti. Thanks, Maddie. 
Home health care aides in New York City are working 24-hour shifts, but are only being paid for 13 hours. In part one of this series, I reported on workers rallying to repeal these around-the-clock shifts. Today, you'll hear from organizers and elected officials about a bill that might help these home health care aides. If you missed part one, you can listen to it on the podcast episode from Wednesday, October 12th. Here's part two. Last Wednesday, you heard me talking to Gu Jifeng, a home health care worker who has been working 24-hour-long shifts for the past year. In case you missed it, here's the problem. Live-in home health care aides aren't paid for the hours designated for sleeping and eating during their 24-hour shifts. But most aides work through the night without sleep or breaks. Now, the workers are fighting to end these shifts, but it's complicated. They've been at it for almost a decade. But this year, they finally picked up some momentum in March when they were promised $30 million in back pay from their union, the 1199-SEIU, for unpaid wages. A lot of workers, when the arbitration agreement came out, they were very confused by the claims form that they were given. That's Zeke Luger. He's an organizer with the Flushing Worker Center. He says the union hired an arbitrator to settle a dispute with their members. Workers want to be paid for all 24 hours of their workday. The arbitrator ruled in favor of the health care attendants. That arbitration award, it seemed like a win, but it isn't that simple. They were looking at it and it said, you are agreeing to the settlement. You will get something in return for you know, waiving your rights to sue your employer, to sue any owners associated with the employer, and to sue even the insurance company. While the decision demanded that the union pay back workers for their lost wages, forced arbitration also prevents union members from advocating for themselves in other ways. Their options for taking it to court as is are pretty limited just because the union negotiated for mandatory arbitration. Even after the decision came down, it still wasn't clear how much money workers would get back. And now, months later, many workers still haven't gotten a dime. We have not met anyone who has gotten a dollar amount. One person's been doing this for two decades and has owed like $2 million. And it doesn't look like anyone will see those large dollar amounts. The workers and organizers like Zeke have had to do the math themselves to estimate how much they might get back. They started going to their union to ask, you know, like, how much money am I going to get? The union kept giving them reasons why they couldn't give an exact number. Workers are getting paid about three minutes on every 11 hours of unpaid work that they did. And a lot of these healthcare aides don't even understand the paperwork that the union is sending them. Information was only given to them in English, while most of this workforce, almost entirely, are immigrant women of color speaking Spanish, Creole, uh, Chinese. And so a lot of the information that was given to them, they didn't know what it pertained to. That's District 1 City Council member Christopher Marte. This issue is close to the council member. His mother was a home health care worker, and he's now the prime sponsor for a bill that would repeal these 24-hour shifts. We can't have people working for 24-hour shifts, period. So I think our bill, Intro 175, is crucial, right? We need to make sure that we have the law in place to 
abolish the 24 hour shifts in New York City. That's the only way we're going to have the city and the state make changes to their practices and to their systems, right? Here's what the bill would do. It would limit shifts to 12 hours, prevent two back-to-back 12-hour shifts, and limit the week to a 50-hour work week. But not everybody supports the bill. Multiple home health care agencies testified in a council hearing in September that they worry this bill could bankrupt them. But the council member isn't convinced. City council passes bills every month that changes funding streams or increases or decreases funding. And so we don't think that we're moving heaven and earth to do this. And so the financial argument, I think, is a fairly weak one. That's largely because these 24-hour shifts, they're only an issue in New York City. They don't really happen in Rochester, in Syracuse, uh, even in Westchester or Long Island. And these are the same patients that are under the same Medicaid plan. And that doesn't make sense to Councilmember Marte. And so we have to ask ourselves, why does it work for everyone outside of New York City, but it doesn't work for uh, individuals who are home attendants in New York City? His hope is that this bill can lead to a long-term solution. He's currently talking to the union, the other city council members, and the healthcare agencies, and making amendments to the legislation to get everybody on board. So I think a lot of people who, you know, opposed the bill earlier on are definitely changing uh, their their tune and understanding of what we're trying to achieve. And it isn't just the healthcare workers who will benefit. Right. Imagine being a patient and your worker not being able to sleep for days on end. You wouldn't feel confident about the care that you're getting. We believe that the care of two people is better than the care of one person. Now it's Councilmember Marte's job to convince everyone on the fence that two shifts are, in fact, better than one. The bill is still being amended in committee, but it'll go to a vote soon. And when it does, 24 may finally be no more. With WFUV News, I'm Megan Oftermat. That was my co-host Megan Oftermat talking about home health care aides fighting to get 24-hour shifts repealed. And that's our show for today. I'm Taylor Massetta. And I'm Megan Oftermat. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.